0: Hello and welcome to the Super Nineties Brothers. I am your host, Berlin Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitler. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> How are you? I, I'm, I'm good. That that was, uh, I was planning on starting the show that way, um, and then I decided
1: I can't do that last.
0: So, you can't do the
1: butthead. The butthead laugh is easier. The beavis laugh really hurts your throat after a little while. <laughs> that like that? More, yeah. You want to like do that? the be- Can we just do a few moments of that before <laughs> we start the show? I'll Let's do, do sure. butt head.
0: <laughs> 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 <You> grin? <laughs> <laughs> so today, <laughs> so today we
1: are talking about a very very influential cartoon from our childhood. Beavis and Butthead!
0: Beavis and Butthead, and if I,
1: yeah. If, if, if I announce the show, you got to go, ow!
0: Ow! Oh. Well, we're, we're, oh. we're starting a little earlier today, it seems like, so, uh, uh...
1: Well, we always announce the name of the episode. Anyway, um... That's true. So, yeah, uh, this is, uh... This show played a big factor in, uh... In cartoons, cartoon development, the direction of cartoons, the direction of humor toward young people, um, but we'll get to all that, um, but first, we'd like to start the show, uh, as we usually do, by thanking some of our awesome fans. So, uh, Brennan, you you got some fans to thank?
0: Yeah, um, why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know, thank the guys, thank, thank yeah. our, the, the guys who found you on Twitter, Adam.
1: Yeah, so, big shout out to at Mr. Ryan for real on Twitter, who, uh... We found the show somehow, found me on Twitter, and just gave us a random compliment, which was awesome. Um, We'd love to see more of those. (laughs) But yeah, so at Mr. Ryan Farrell is officially our London spokesperson as of this moment, and uh, he's pretty entrenched in it because he was the first, and that will always hold a special place in our heart. Our first international listener, at least that we know of, at least that took the time to take 10 seconds of his time to say, hey, I like the show. You know, based on the hours and hours that Brennan and I have, have, have worked. So, at Mr. Ryan Friel, you're a stud, and uh, keep listening, man. Let us know what you think. You guys can uh, tweet the show. Um, you can tweet Brennan and I. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can email the show at uh, super90sbrothers at gmail.com. 90s is spelled out phonetically. And, uh, yeah, we've, we have been getting some awesome reactions to some of our Facebook podcast posts. So uh Brennan, you got some list of people that react. Go ahead. And yeah, and uh to, to kinda of
0: piggyback off that, you can also we have a Twitter handle. It's um at Super Nineties uh nine zero S Brothers B R O S. Um anyways. It, you can find us on Twitter too. We don't we don't really we don't really post there that much. Um but um Yeah, well we're well, to we're, be fair,
1: Brennan is to be fair, Brennan is in charge of our marketing.
0: So. But uh <laughs> but I'll start doing that. Yeah, and let's thank a couple uh of people on Facebook. But, um thank you to Brandon Credelli, Bobby Absher, James Soth, Thor, Cooper Steinbeck Williamson, and uh David uh Martillo. So thank you guys for listening to the show. Um yeah, I mean we're good we're gonna <laughs> Well, go ahead. We're we're picking up yes, listeners every week. It seems like so. It's, it's nice every every uh every episode seems to get you know more views. I mean more listens more quickly. So it's 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 getting a lot, oh, more fun. And we're getting feedback from our friends. I'm getting feedback from my friends at least. You know, saying that they really enjoy the show. I had someone told tell me the other day that the Rugrats episode was at, like our best show yet. So
1: really? Oh man, I thought it was like our worst show. Of course, I think that after every show.
0: Well, I think every I think every shows are that so. Breakfast right a little bit. It ended, it ended. weirdly too. So that was my favorite part, honestly. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe that's why he liked it the most.
1: Both um, I, both of you and I were so willing to let that happen. We we knew it was happening. We didn't do anything to stop. It. Well, yeah.
0: Let's let's get this. Uh, you know, show hey, or two. We, before so we move ahead.
1: on, Brennan you're, Brennan, you're just a little echoey. FYI. How echo? I, I I'm not
0: sure if I can do anything about it.
1: How All bad right, is well, it? it. Uh, one out of ten. It's like a three or four. I mean, it's it's okay. fine. I just thought if there was something you could do. Anyway, um, I'll, so yeah. I won't
0: um I won't I won't move around so much. I usually um walk around a lot, and I think that's why I get I feel like...
1: You're animated when you when you talk on the podcast.
0: I like to walk around. I just like I like to walk around and talk. Like, like that's kind of how oh, I really? how, how I did a show. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm I'm very different. I'm very like I've got my base. Like I'm I'm usually in my car when we do this commuting. But uh anyway. Um <clears throat> so yeah, we want big special thanks to at Mr. Ryan for Real. You should follow him on Twitter because obviously he's a really, really smart guy. And uh you can follow us at uh at Super 90s Bros and all of our other stuff. And uh we'll be reaching out more. So anyway, Absolutely. uh but back back to today's theme of the show, Beavis and Butthead. Ow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really, really influential television show. um, Came out, you know, I'm not positive the year. I actually didn't look that up, but I would guess about 92. Uh, There may have been some shorts. 93, 93. Okay. There may have been, I feel like there were some shorts played on MTV with them Mm -hmm. prior to that. Probably that Milton short was played. Um, Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so Mike Judge sort of got, he started making these little uh, internet shorts. Well, oh, they weren't internet. Well, it wasn't really on the internet. These little shorts that somehow found their way to MTV, and that's kind of how this all started. And he developed this awesome, awesome show about two, like, really young guys. Uh, I think they were freshmen in high school, so it must have made them, what, like 14? They were, like, right. 14, or, they were like 14 or 15. They weren't very young. Or, excuse me, they weren't very old. And um, really, the, I, I don't know what else to tell you the show is about, except it's about these two modern, dumbass kids that don't know anything, don't care about anything, all except, like, getting, you know, getting laid or, like, eating nachos. You know what I mean?
0: They never got
1: laid. No, so, I know, but that's all they care about. That's all, they, they, all about. they care about, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like every 14-year-old boy. It's like all you talk about, all you think about, but it never actually happens until you're in college for most of us. Anyway, so, um... Well, yeah, I uh, mean... Yeah,
0: yeah, it was I mean it's I mean it was I mean I guess it wasn't really early MTV. It was right around when M T V started going away from, you know, music videos and doing more um and doing more, you know, content more content shows. Like, you know, I think Real World started around the same time, Road Roll, Beavis and Butthead, um Beavis and Butthead, Beavis and butthead, butthead was
1: kinda of like Beavis and Butthead introduced a lot of people to M T V though. A lot of people who weren't watching music videos. Watched MTV because Beavis about it was on.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and I mean, and and what, the way I kind of look at Beavis about it was just, it was kind of a, an anti-like Simpsons. Like it was, it wasn't the same vein as the Simpsons, obviously, but like it was m- middle America kids, and but like, but it was really there was a lot of controversy surrounding surrounding. Yeah, the show. Like, a lot, lot of people you know, a lot of parents getting really upset about it, but, like, I don't really, I don't think I know anyone who didn't watch the show, except for, like, probably, like, girls. Like, like I was, like, you know, I watched the show when it was 1994 or 93. I was, like, only 9 or 10, and so I definitely shouldn't have been watching the show, but I I was. Yeah,
1: none and, of us should uh, have been, but we were. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, girls never talked to me in, in those years, so I don't know whether they watched or not. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of uh, like religious friends that weren't allowed to watch it and stuff like that, um yeah, I was
0: thinking the only people that couldn't watch it were people who didn't have cable and people who had really strict parents who wouldn't let let them watch who actually who actually monitored what they watched so I would like to thank my parents for... I would like to think my parents were never monitoring what I watched because i watched <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of smut when I was like eight, nine, and ten, you know, like parents nowadays they like always are like. You know, you got to really watch what kids watch on TV, or else they're going to turn into like
1: terrible yeah.
0: people and like terrorists.
1: They're going to turn into terrorists because they play you know, it, like Call of Duty. <laughs>
0: and it's all—it's all just a bunch of bullshit. So,
1: <laughs> in my it opinion, is. it is. It's a lot of people that don't that didn't play video games usually.
0: <laughs> right. It,
1: anyway, um, or watch those kind of shows. No, I. Beavis of My Head was a really big deal at the time. Like everybody knew about it. It was almost like watching porn. I like in it to make like a ten year old analogy, it was kind of like if you if you got to like go watch Beavis of Head, like you it, it was almost like the magic of the first time you got your hands on like a porn or something because it was forbidden. Like parents didn't want you watching it. In fact, after the first season, do you remember that stupid disclaimer they had on oh, yeah, the show? Yeah. I, I can recite it. Can you recite it? Recite it.
0: I can't recite it, but go ahead and do it.
1: Okay. I, I probably don't know what word for it, but it was like something like, Beavis and Butthead are not role models. They're not even human. Some of the things they say or do, you know, wouldn't be good for kids, something like that. Uh, so anyway, if you talk to your parents. Make sure this is a show for you. Okay, I can't recite it. I only remember the verse. <laughs> but anyway. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. It, it pushed boundaries of certain things, but like, I would. Oh, I mean, it
1: did, it did things cartoons had never done. Like, ever yeah. Done.
0: And now, and now, all these types of shows, like South Park, you know, anything you see on Adult Swim, like a lot of it, because of what you know, Beavis and Butthead Head did. Um, also, like what yeah. Ren and Stimpy, like Ren and Stimpy did as well. But like Beavis and Butthead, Head, Ren and Stimpy, like very, like
1: you know, ahead of their time. <laughs> Totally agree. Um, the, really, there were trendsetters, I think, especially Beavis and Butthead. Like, I feel like Beavis and Butthead was, w- paved the way for South Park, which came out in, like, 97. And uh, everyone knows the, the mad franchise that's become. But right. um, back, but also, and then later, Family Guy, which was obviously very successful as well. So anyway, just like this sort of like crude humor, I'll say anything, do anything, and we can get away with it because we're a cartoon, and people shouldn't be taking this very seriously. Like it just it just worked for a lot of people. It definitely worked for me. I love to be this guy. I always thought they were they were hilarious when people told me that it was a stupid show or like that it you know the writing was stupid, it was making me stupid. I always was convinced they'd never really watched it because i I know the writer creator Mike judge is not stupid he's, a, he's he's incredibly funny and clever, and he sees the world in a very different way than a lot of people. He sees the world in a, in a similar vein. I think that I see it, and that's that, everyone is so stupid and everyone is so like sensitive about dumb shit that doesn't matter. And, and that's kind of what Beavis and Butthead was about. It was, it, it it really played into this. We're, we're just these dumb American kids that don't know anything and everyone's telling us what to do, but we're not good at it. And so we don't care. We're just going to, you know, it is very much, it it was very much the, the attitude of the generation, especially like, like Gen X at the time was very much like that. So it's just, you know, I thought he really captured the voice of young people at that time when everyone wanted to portray them, you know, the way that 80s kids were and 70s kids were. And it just—it it wasn't, you know, the attitude yeah. the attitude era was upon us. It just
0: yeah, wasn't. Absolutely. And, and it was. And in, in the 90s, early 90s, I mean, all kids were doing was, <laughs> like, when you came home from school, I talk about this a lot in this show, is people were sitting in front of the TV watching MTV. Like, who, yeah. like... I mean, a lot of a lot of people were doing that, and so and and look yeah, getting into the show like that was what I mean. One part of the show was just, and there was probably the one I think was the, my favorite part of the show was being in butthead, just sitting on the couch watching all these music videos. And, yeah, I've never
1: understood that answer. I've never understood that. Uh, I hear that so much. My favorite part was when they were watching music. I was like, really?
0: I mean, barely really said anything. It it was just kind of like the the back and forth stuff that they would do, and then like they would like cut to like (laughs) they would cut. It was basically mystery science theater, but like they were just they were just commentating on they were just commentating what was going on. And it was mostly like rock, like hard rock um, videos, but then sometimes like something like really bad would come on, like like Lisa Loeb, like uh, I can't think of the name right now, like. Uh, well like the name of the song but like and then they would they would just like pause and they would stop talking and they would like get these like really like terrified yeah. looks on their face and then they would, or they would just say something <laughs> disgusting about like the girl or yeah there, there was, there was this whole it was it, it was I thought it was hilarious but um, well I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I didn't I, don't think think the, I didn't the, like it but I
1: thought the, the live action segments were always funnier like when you get to see them go out and do stuff interact with right. people, work at their crappy little McDonald's job, or go to school and terrorize, like, oh my God, what was that gym teacher's name? Where he's like, kick me in the Jimmy! What was that
0: guy's name? I, 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 I don't remember, like, I only remember a couple of characters and, like, it was, like, that, Daria was, like, obviously a really big Daria, yeah. was a big character. Daria! Uh, you know, it was yeah. I'm going to pull up a uh, list of uh, you know the and characters. Did you um, just go Beavis and say diarrhea? I, no, that's what he always said. He always said I know, I know. I, mean... I forgot about it. Say, say it again. <laughs> uh, I just.
1: Dude, you do Beavis way better than me. I can't believe you want me to be Beavis on the cover photo. <laughs> uh, well, you got blonde hair and I have brown hair. Uh, yeah, and mine's too.
0: That's true. Uh, but. I, 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 I picked up all my one-liners from from Beavis, like, his my most the most favorite one was, like, I
1: need
0: cheese on my bowl, you know, like.
1: Dude, you do it really well. Like, I've never, I've but people listening right now, I've, like, never complimented Brendan on acting or impressions or even really having a conversation. I'm telling you. This is like his, he's bringing his fucking A game right now. <laughs> uh, Dude, I want to hear more Cornholio later. It sounds just like him. I don't know. Maybe it's the connection, but it sounds really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, but yeah, like it was. It was. I don't really remember the episodes. and They were always doing, you know, stupid. they and always doing stupid shit. Like it was. So yeah, bring up like some of your favorite parts of the show.
1: Okay, well they had the job at McDonald's. It wasn't McDonald's, it was called like something else. It was called like Wally's or something and it had like an upside down M. And uh, you know, they they were too like fry cooked, to think they like SpongeBob. And it was just, it, their their work their work environment was just so disgusting. It was just, it was it was literally just the most disgusting shit you could think of and they were like serving it to these people. And everybody that came in was like really fat and really stupid. Um and so they would serve them like burgers like band-aids in it and rats in it and shit. And like French fries with like syringes in it. it was, like, so that that was like kind of a recurring episode where they would work at their burger joint and they maybe it was called Burger World. And um that like just people. Right. I I the better episodes were the ones where they were at school and they gotta interact with the teachers. They had these three awesome teachers in the show. One of them was the gym teacher that I just referenced. And uh, he, he was like the, he was the, go ahead what is it called what's his name his, his, his name
0: was coach buzzcut um oh, oh um, yeah i
1: didn't remember i that doesn't even ring a bell when you say it but anyway yeah, coach buzzcut yeah. he was like this macho like ex-military guy that was always like screaming and a vein would pop out in his head and he was always making them do like you know really really intense workouts and people would just find ways to you know leave and go spy on the girls shower and stuff like that and uh <laughs> And like like the, the thing I remember most about him was he was trying to prove how tough he was to beat with the butt heads and so he, there was this scene where he, was, he kept shouting at them, Kick me in the Jimmy and they would and then <laughs> and
0: they'd kick him and he'd be like and they'd be like, and they'd be like and kicking him <laughs> uh, I, I I think that is a, Oh go ahead
1: well, I was gonna move on to the next teacher. You want to take the next teacher?
0: I was gonna take the principal. Uh, so, the, yeah,
1: go
0: ahead. Uh, his name was uh, Principal Mc McVicker, and he was just very like he was very unstable. Like he was just always like, and he'd have like my he'd have like seizures all the time. And um yeah. and, and it was and like but but being the time would always like like fuck with him and like just. And he would. I, that's basically. I just remember him always like throwing tantrums and like.
1: Yeah, he no. He was always really upset, but he was always like shaking and he couldn't talk. very right. he was like, oh, 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 "Beam was, badhead. Oh, oh, you're expelled." Oh, oh. I remember this one episode where Beavis and badhead did something wrong, and he sent. They they kept getting demoted, like a grade. Like, so, like, they kept saying or doing something wrong, and the principal kept moving them back a grade. And then, like, later later in the episode, they're literally, like, in first grade, and Beavis turns the button and is like, "Eh, these chicks are flat. Oh, my God,
0: it was so funny.
1: Oh, my God. Um, Uh, Okay, so that was Principal Anderson, and then they had the one hippie teacher who was always, like, strumming his guitar, and he was, like, I'm pretty sure he had, like, a peace sign on his T-shirt. Yep. And he would... I can't remember his name either, but I remember there was this one really funny episode where he took them on, like, a field trip, and he was at the front of the bus, like, leading sing-along, and Beavis and I had, like, caused a car accident, I think, or maybe it just got in a car accident, with the bus, and the teacher got, like, thrown from the bus and, like, incredibly mangled Anyway, <laughs> everyone was always getting really, really hurt in this show, like really, really hurt. Beavis and Butt, well, especially Beavis, and and like their peripheries. Butt wouldn't usually get too hurt, but um, there was a uh, who else? There was this.
0: There's there was Todd. A, there was there's a there's so a tough, this Todd yeah, guy. I was say, the, he, the tough
1: guy that they like idolized. Yeah,
0: but he was like, wasn't he? He was like a drug dealer, wasn't he? Or was he just? Yeah, was he, just, he was, was like he a so- drug
1: dealer that. He, like, hung out at, like, the Quickie Mart, and he was literally, like, was selling drugs, doing drugs. He would beat people up. He would beat up people about and take their money, and they'd be like, he's so cool. <laughs> 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 they just thought he was the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, um, so I definitely, yeah. It, but, All right. But that was basically, I mean, that was, the, the stories had no continuity, right? Like, it was, like, nothing, like, Picked up from one it was like it was like watching it was like uh, our
1: lives. It was like our lives. It was just them wasting time.
0: Um yeah, uh let's where are we going now? Um
1: we got more so, characters. I want to talk about Anderson yeah, and uh, go talk about, yeah talk
0: about the characters. keep on talking about the characters. So,
1: so they had this neighbor kid named Stuart who was like a total dork and I watched one episode last night and uh in prep for the show and and it was called like I can't it was it was like, you know, 1994, so computers were kind of new and they didn't know how to use a computer, so they like got they convinced Stewart to like help them look up porn on the internet.
0: <laughs> and
1: Stewart's like this really meek, shy, like follows the rules kid, and so they would always sort of like bully him to get what they wanted or they'd trick him, you know, always convincing him that what they wanted was in Stewart's best interest somehow. But the the more interesting thing about Stewart and their dad Anderson was they were they were totally the bases for the the characters Bobby and Hank Hill on King of the yeah. Hill. Like they were like exactly the same voices, exactly the same like outline. They just changed a few little features. Like they gave like they changed their hair a little bit, and then, you know they developed more of a story around them. But yeah, yeah, they um...
0: important to
1: important to remember that uh, King of the Hill more or less a spin off of
0: Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, but more yeah, it's definitely a well not a spin off. It's just like it's a spin off. Well not not a spin off. It wasn't like the same characters. It's not a true spin off, totally but yeah, the, the characters in that show were definitely uh uh it definitely yeah, it was definitely an ode to those characters. Uh the one thing I remember about, uh, about Stewart was that he uh he wore he wore a, a t-shirt. He wore a Winger t-shirt, and like, cause like, Beers and Butthead wore h and Metallica. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. And then, but then he like, I think he was always trying to fit in with like Beers and Butthead, so he wore like, a, a like a Winger t-shirt. And Winger is was just like a, I don't really know much about rock, but I, I would imagine that they're just like a a softer rock band. <laughs> or maybe they're not. Maybe I'm
1: maybe I'm. But anyways... I fancy myself a decent rock fan, and I really don't... I couldn't tell you a single Winger song. Like, I've heard their name. I've seen them on some, like, crappy old, like, 80s ballad hairband CD sales video, like, commercials. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know them. So I imagine they weren't too popular.
0: Um, The the biggest thing I ever took away from Moving My Head was a a one-liner from an episode. And... It was, I think it was during a, it was during like a, a video, and Butthead asked Beavis, he like, he's like, question, why do they call it taking a dump when you're actually leaving a dump, and like, and like, i was like, I I say that line all the time to Abby, and she doesn't think it's very funny at all. Uh, but, yeah, it's
1: kind of a gross thing to say to your wife, man.
0: I mean,
1: these, <laughs> these were like 14-year-old, you know, truant, you know, mouth-breather, dumbass kids. That, that, that's a little bit of a different crowd when you're saying it to your mother-of-two wife. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, uh, Abby
0: knows a- my humor. My humor is not... And she likes... My pretty lowbrow humor. sometimes. Uh yeah. But let's move on. Uh, so, well, the, what, so I've got a fa- I've got
1: I've got a favorite episode. I want to go over at some point. Okay, Wait, let's over go. later. Or should this I do it now? Over.
0: Yeah, we're talking about Bye. the TV show. I'm gonna move on to the movie next. All right. So
1: all right, this will end the segment on the TV show. So my favorite episode of all time was Beavis and Butthead saw like a commercial for phone sex, and the girls in the commercial were you know of course like super hot like just like the phone sex commercials that are still playing like at 3 a.m. today on random channels. Where it's like, there's just these beautiful women sitting around waiting for you to call them. Because beautiful women have such a hard time finding men to talk to them. And <laughs> so Beavis and Butthead get all excited. And they decide to call this, like, this phone number. And, <laughs> and the, so they call and there's this really sexy, sultry voice on the other line. And she's like, oh, hey, how are you guys? You know? And she walks through, like, some dirty talk with them. And then it, like, it, like, cuts to To the woman who's on the other end of the line, and it's literally like they're in a trailer park and it goes inside the trailer and it's like this five hundred pound woman who's sitting on like like this crappy little sofa with like um with one of the things rolls in her hair because she's curling her like curling irons in her hair, and then she's got like these two other gross men like sitting right next to her, one of them looks like Dale Gribble. He's wearing nothing but like a Speedo and like a hat, and he's smoking a cigarette, and they're all watching TV, completely like unaffected by like the sex talk going on by this giant fat woman. <laughs> and people in the butt are like so into it, kind like cuts back to butt, and they like are convinced they're talking to this like super hot chick, and they're just like, can huh, like they think it's like the coolest thing ever, and they they like literally ask this. She's like, "So what can I do for you, boys?" And butt like, "Uh." Could you put the phone down next to your butt? And she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so she literally puts the phone, like, under her giant butt. And then, like, it does, like, a, a, a night-day time lapse on the trailer. And it cuts back to the woman who's just, like, sitting there eating, like, nachos or something. She's like, what's under my butt? And she's like, oh, yeah, the phone. And she picks up the phone, and all you hear is, and it's literally been, like, a day. And all you hear is Beavis of the going hoo, hoo, heh, heh,
0: heh, heh. Like, <laughs> okay.
1: like they were listening to her butt for like twenty four hours, like so excited. Oh my god, that was it was such a funny visual. The way they would cut from like Beavis the Butt's excitement to like this dirty old gross dilapidated trailer with this giant woman next to like Dale Gribble in a speed up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, that's
1: that was that episode. Ring like I remember that episode like more than most for some reason. I thought that was so funny. So that's going to conclude our segment on the TV show. But we got more to yeah. talk about. So yeah. So
0: so later in you know the, the history of Goodbyes by Head, it, it was at the height of its popularity. Um, they, Mike um, Judge, made release you know the the feature length movie. And um, did you hear
1: what he just said? Simpsons the movie. They released it at the height of their goddamn popularity. Not fifteen years after everyone stopped watching Simpsons movies. Sorry,
0: Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. And basically, I'll just give you a quick rundown of the story. Uh, it, it's basically they the to wake up to find their TV stolen, and they so they but they they have to embark on. I'm basically reading up synopsis on um, across America to recover it, and um, but like on the way they they encounter like a some a murderous smuggler a of a deadly virus, and his treacherous wife, an FBI agent, with a pre Why did they use such a weird long word? Uh, but anyways, and so that, that was it for you. They go on this, like, road trip across America to get their TV, but but while that's happening, they're also, like, in is, like... To me like, more like, smuggles mm-hmm.
1: the virus in Beavis's hands.
0: Yeah, and... Yeah, I I did not know the voices. Who did the voices yeah, Demi, in it but yeah,
1: Demi Oh, I always thought Demi Moore's like actress like little cartoon voice and that was so sexy. And like her <laughs> husband was Bruce her like Bruce gross, husband Muddy was Bruce Willis, yeah. And then mm-hmm. you, do you remember that the um but we're talking about Bees by a do America, I don't know if we plugged the title. But um Do yeah. you remember the awesome Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries who was the FBI director?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he was awesome. And he was he was so funny too because he, he would he would say the randomest stuff like all the time um, that really had nothing to do with the case. He was really anyway. Keep going. Yeah. So they're smuggling so, so, this thing across Beavis' pants.
0: Yeah, and so they're trying to get across the country, and they go you know they go through all these national landmarks, and I'm pretty sure there was like an alien involved, like some type of an alien. Uh, was there an alien thing involved at one point? I'm not sure.
1: Uh, uh, no, and, but they did get like super. Like sunstroked in the desert, and they started hallucinating, there was all these like goblins and thats right yeah
0: um, so I definitely so I don't really remember much of this movie or anything about no, it i I remember it really well, but i all I know is that I went and saw it in the theater um, and it was definitely i was it was you know it was before they ever they ever carded or checked to make sure people. You know, were old enough to see a movie. I actually probably went and saw it with a friend and his dad. Um, probably the same, probably the same uh, uh, friend that took me to see Big Mousey. Um But uh, but yeah, I remember seeing this movie. But the other thing, the, I think that one of the biggest things about this movie was the soundtrack. Like you know, like they they released an amazing you know an amazing soundtrack for this movie and.
1: I and I went and
0: bought it, and I went and bought it like Sam Goody or whatever, like whatever was in the mall. And it had um, a parental advisory sticker on on it, and I felt I like bought it, and I felt so guilty buying it. Like, <laughs> like I felt like I was like I brought it home, like and this was back when like parental advisory stickers were just were were in fact just stickers, so you could just like peel it off. And yeah. so I peeled it off and, like, and I tried to kid it from my parents.
1: And and it's... <laughs> You're such a rebel. That's such the a rebel. in your Beavis and Head CD was, like... <laughs> I mean, what was even so bad about that CD? It was, like, uh, there was, like... Nothing a was bad of it. it was, no, there was a rob- the, a white zombie track. Um kind of pretty dark.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there was probably nothing that
1: bad. There was probably nothing well, that bad. it the track too. was, like... One of the was like a ska. It was like the mighty mighty basto. <laughs> yeah, it was. All,
0: it was. There, it, was, a, it, was it was. It was a bunch of alternative. Music. It was a bunch of alternative music.
1: No, it was a really good CD. It had um, roller yeah. coaster of love redo by the Chili Peppers. Yeah. And there was uh, there was gone shootin was on it and uh, that ska song that I said and that white zombie song which was awesome. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure there. There, is a,
0: oh, oh, there was, oh, there a, was, um, there was Isaac Hayes was on it, um. He oh, yeah,
1: Isaac Hayes did the cover for, like, the, he was do America song There's a, and there's like an, if you oh there was a ton of them. There, yeah, go ahead. It was like, if you cross Beavis and Butthead, they will blow, show, they will show, blow, de- <sighs> what did it go? They will show up and blow your ass, they will throw down and blow your ass away <laughs> down, 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 down. Beavis and <laughs> that
0: There's also there's also a track on right here by L O Cool J and uh, No Doubt, but there was one. There was a song on it called "Lesbian Seagull" by Engelbert Humpledink, Humperdinck. and oh, oh my God! I have the best lesbian seagull
1: story. <laughs> so no, I had th- this is so I didn't even know we were gonna talk about this. I I had that CD too. I loved that CD. It was like in my like. You know, you had, like, a little pack of CDs in your car when you were 16. There was, it could fit maybe, like, 20. Like, I, that was, like, in my 20. Like, it was my head. And then my, um, <clears throat> after my freshman year of community college, I got a job for the Spokane Falls baseball team announcing their baseball and football season. So I was, like, the PA announcer. Like, I'd be like, oh, you know, two men left, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so on the very last day of, like, summer ball, the guy- The kid who was a pitcher was kind of a i don't know I'd gotten to know all the players by this time because they would always like hang out in the p a booth when they weren't pitching Well, I'd gotten to know most of the pitchers anyway and um <clears throat> this one pitcher who I kind of knew a little bit, he was kind of a fun guy. It was the very last game of the season, and he always had me play like really, really hard rock stuff to get him like amped up before he would pitch, so I'd always play like Breaking Benjamin and stuff like that but anyway. This, the last game of the season, and I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. The last game of the season, he goes out to take them out, and I started playing Lesbian Seagull. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in the stands was, like, cracking up, and everyone kept looking at me going, what are you doing?
0: And the pitcher on the mound was, like, laughing his butt off because he knew exactly what <laughs> I was doing sabotaging his first game. <laughs> so the whole stadium,
1: I was playing Lesbian Seagull just because I thought it was a funny song.
0: So, no was, so what you need to know about Lesbian Seagull. I mean, for those of you who have not of never heard of the song, it's not like a hard song. It's like it's like fly with me, Lesbian Seagull, Seagull. <laughs> like she it's like
1: gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a Lesbian Seagull's an all-time great.
0: But uh, so, anything about the movie though that like is, that really sticks out, other than the fact that
1: I mean it was. The, it was awesome. It was an awesome movie. You haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Like it's one of the best examples I can think of like of a TV show where it makes its movie. When when doesn't that suck? You know what I mean? When TV shows, "Oh, we're going to make a movie." The Jetsons the movie, you know or whatever. Um mm-hmm. they always suck. Like they just, it's just it's like part of the rules of of making a movie from a TV show. But not this one. This one was exactly like the show. Like they didn't change the characters they didn't try and do too much with it. It was like a bigger road trip movie, but it was still just Beavis and Butthead, like sabotaging and talking shit about everything they experienced. They went to, um, they went to the, like the Grand Canyon, I think, or um, maybe was, it it was the Yellowstone. Dam, the Hoover, Hoover Dam, or go ahead. Yeah, but I, I was going to tell a story. I think it was Yellowstone actually, and they went to watch um, like the geysers shooting up in the air, and then they go to like this <laughs> museum of petrified wood, and the, the announce the pa announcer at the museum of petrified wood was like i bet you always wondered how does wood get so hard <laughs> 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 and they're uh, at the they're they're at the um, old faithful and it's blowing out all this water and they're just watching it like you know cuz it's kind of funny <laughs> and um and the the, the tour guide's like Old Faithful releases 800,000 gallons of water every time it erupts. But it's like, that's not that much, really. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, then, then later, Beavis sees like that national... What's the, what's the name of that national monument in Washington, D.C. that looks like an erect penis? Oh, the... Oh, my gosh. I, I
0: know what you're talking about. Uh, Whatever it is, Beavis sees it, and he gets yeah. all
1: turned on, and then he, go, he locks himself inside Anderson's camper and starts... <laughs> Well, you know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and Anderson, like, finds him, and he's, like, shaking the trailer. How did, how did you get? He's, like, oh, how did you get in my trailer? You're just like a couple damn spider monkeys. Like, <laughs> 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 like th- them, like, masturbating in and Anderson's trailer is, like, a recurring joke. <laughs> anyway, oh it's it's yes, really please. a great movie. I think it's so fun, and it had a lot of good cameos. And uh yeah, they get their T V in the end,
0: so yeah, good definitely. for them.
1: Yeah.
0: It was uh it was yeah, definitely and then and then the show ended. And then the show uh it was nineteen ninety six. The show um uh yeah, the show ended in in ninety six, so like it was really they didn't they didn't go on long I don't know what happened. I really don't have any like I didn't really look into like the history of like I think I Mike that Judge,
1: Mike Judge wanted to do more. Like, he felt like it was limiting his his ability to be, you know, funny and creative.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's, a, that's a good segue. Um, because, you know, Mike Judge wanted to make Office Space, um, which was, a, a, people think of it as a very like classic movie. You know, some people hate it, some people, you know, love it. No, I mean, everyone,
1: um, I, everyone bright that I know loves Office Space. If you don't like Office Space... I'd love to have a conversation with you about why. Like it's it's hilarious and it's it's mostly clean, innocent. But like I don't I don't understand why you wouldn't like it. It's just really funny. Right. But it, he did Office Space, but more importantly, he did the pilot for King of the Hill, which was a huge success.
0: Yeah, King of, King of the Hill. Hill ran from uh, 1997 to
1: 2010. And, and, and I, was... I think for a lot of us, when we started watching King of the Hill, maybe we expected it to be more like Beavis and Butt Head, because I know a lot of kids my age. We thought King of the Hill was funny at first, but we weren't like in love with it like we were Beavis by Head, but then as I got older, the more I started to love King of the Hill. And like as like I'm like thirty three now. I think mm-hmm. King of the Hill's way better than Beavis by Head now because there's so many there's so much more humor that I get from the personalities and, and Hank Hill was such a great character. Like mm-hmm. like the the way he had like these sort of like good old American you know, traditional values, you know, but he was caught in, like, this crazy world full of idiots and dumbasses, and he was having to navigate, you know, kind of a k- kooky wife and, like, a son who's growing up, a, you know, a millennial. And, anyway, it was... It I just had really good comedic dynamics. I had a ton of really good writers on that show that went on to be, like, very famous directors. So, anyway, Mike Judge yes. is, like, my favorite writer. I aspire to be like him. He inspires my own writing. And, uh, yeah, this show... uh the show is largely an homage to him, so good work, Mike Judge. If you ever listen to this, or one of your cronies does, and they
0: tweet yeah, you. that'd be good enough.
1: It, and
0: it should be it should be noted too that he also is a creator of uh, uh, Silicon Valley, which has become a humongous hit. And uh,
1: yeah, very and funny show. He, he's just a really funny, smart guy, and I feel like he just gets society better than like he's more honest and more more aware of society than most. And he's great oh, yeah. at like, pointing out how ridiculous it is.
0: Definitely, I mean, Idiocracy is a great example of, I mean, it didn't do very well, and it wasn't a very, like, great movie, but, like, that movie, like, nails, like, what we're going through right now, and that movie was made in 2006, like. You know, The Rock,
1: The Rock is, like, leading, like, Republican polls for, <laughs> no, no I, kidding, like, yeah, like. At the end of Idiocracy, you find out that, like, the president is, like, a former pro wrestler. And he acts like a pro wrestler. And, like, right now, today, The Rock is, like, leading Republican polling for the, the next election. Like, if you can effing believe that. I mean, it, you know, who knows? It might be better than what we, what we currently have. No, I, I don't think anybody would argue that, but it's still pretty <laughs> ridiculous. There's no yeah, better candidate. Yeah. So, So yeah.
0: It, yeah, Beavis in my head was it definitely it was a big part of my my childhood, um, and, I mean, And we're better and, for it. it. it except was in 2011, they just, they tried to bring it back for a season, and, I, I, I think I watched one episode of it, and, it just, it just fell on its face. It was not, it just wasn't very good. I,
1: I remember watching that too. I, I only remember watching one episode, they were making, they were taking shots at like Twilight in the episode that I saw. Mm-hmm they kept showing Kristen... They made some joke about how Kristen Stewart already stands there with her mouth open looking dumb, which I thought was pretty funny and spot on. Um, anyway, but, yeah, I'm with you. I don't remember seeing other episodes, and I don't remember it having much staying Power, and they certainly didn't, like, replay them, so it must not have done very well. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was kind of a 90s thing, so it's not all that... Definitely.
0: Different. So. Well, yeah, anyway, be, um, be good, bad. that was good about it. Do you have anything to end the show on...
1: No, just it was an awesome show. If you guys haven't seen it before, I encourage you to check it out. You can watch episodes on YouTube. Um, I know for sure there's free episodes on YouTube you can watch. I was watching them last night. Um, I couldn't find it on Netflix or Hulu. I didn't check Amazon Prime, but I doubt it's on there. But Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think it is. You, you might be able to watch it on, um, like,
0: if you have Comcast. It might be on demand, like on MTV. Um, so I'm pretty sure MTV still holds the rights Right to it.
1: That would make make sense. But anyway, Um, it's a great show. It's really funny. It really represents kids in the 90s pretty well. I mean, obviously, they're extremists. They're extreme examples of how dumb and selfish and, you know, sex-crazed 90s boys were. But, I mean, that's what all TV is. You you show, like, the best moments, the best parts, the funniest, the highs and the lows. You don't show the in-between, which is what normal life is. So it's still very representative, I thought, of the 90s and what, you know, kind of life was like, obviously, in a cartoon funny version. Absolutely. So yeah, check out Beast Button. Check out Beast Button to America, also a really, really funny movie. Check out the CD, a great CD. And uh yeah, keep listening to the show. Um we'd love to interact with you guys more. Please tweet us uh at Adam Pitzer at Bropo what what is Bro Po Money? Bropo Bropo Mode. <laughs> bropo mode. What's oh is that like a beast mode homage? it, it is it, it, it is yeah Alright, so at BroPomode at Adam Pitzler at uh, Super Nineties Bros, or you can Facebook us or email the show at Super Nineties Bros at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to get some requests for future shows. we we got one request from our pal Stacy to a goosebumps show which is on the docket. We will get that done at some point. Brent and I just need to brush up a little bit and and, um, and, and, my, yeah. and my mom's not asking us to do eighties movies. So yeah, and i told her that we didn't want to turf war with super eighties bros. So maybe that's not in our near future, but when our numbers grow a little bit and it's okay to have like a turf war rumble with super 80s bros and call on all our friends like at Mr. Ryan for real in London, then we'll totally kick the shit out of super 80s bros and we'll do 80s shit just in spite of them. Definitely. I hate those guys. Anyways. Yeah. F them. So anyway, um, for Britain Pointer, I am Adam Pitzler. This has been another, you know, bone tingling installment of super 90s brothers. Check us out, listen to the show, tell your friends, share the podcast. We love you guys. Talk to you later. I'm so I need 50 for my level! <laughs> <He's
0: fine.
1: laughs>